Hi, and welcome to FETV Zoom Room. Tonight, we have a special guest, Ashley Keating. Ashley, welcome. We're joined Thanks by much. Neil Horgan, Dennis Bean, and Derek Collin as well. So, Ashley, we hear you're uh, Cork City's number one fan. Is this true? <laughs> I, I, apparently, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know what made me that, but uh, I'll take it anyway. I'll take any, any number one I can get. Awesome. <laughs> it's, 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 good, it's good to have another perspective on the show, and especially a fan. Um, we're actually going to play some of your music there now. Cool. For many years, I've grown cynical of life. So I witnessed too much, too much. But with the passing of time, I've learned again to love, to love the rocks and the trees and the sky above and the river flowing past the city and the weeds growing between the cobblestones. I'm learning to understand, to understand that little things is to forgive everything. When you begin to understand people, you begin to understand fear and greed. Lust for power and ignorance and the pull of you shouts the loudest. We are at different stages as we go different So that's my first time hearing that today. <laughs> So, I was trying right. to educate some Philistines today, Ash, is what I was doing. And you know, like, I, 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 was, listen, I was just listening to it there, obviously, uh, today, and it, it's it, it's a brilliant, brilliant uh, song. And Right answer, yeah. 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 When you, <laughs> like, it, it just taught me, like, music has a lot to do with football as well. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's good, no good reason that uh, every footballer is listening to music before they go into a game. And it's, it's inspiring is what I'm trying to say, I suppose. Um, I don't know. Do the yeah. rest of you feel that kind of way, or? Yeah. Um. Actually, actually, how long have you been a city fan? Um. Since the since the start, really. I mean, I would right. I would have been um, um, I would have been going to kind of Celtic and Hibs games with yeah. me with that with that my uncle like years and years ago, obviously. Um. So when, you know, there was a couple of seasons there where there was no there was no representation to the from Cork. I mean all, all we had was the, the, the Cove Ramblers kind of Sligo Rovers cup replays to keep us going for a while. Um and then when they started down in Flower Lodge I would have been going, going I don't I, I'm not sure if I was at the first game but I was definitely at like the second right. and, or, and third and would have started going from then, you know. And okay, then brilliant. obviously when they when they moved over to the cross so I was, I was there from yeah the start I guess from eighty four I suppose. Class so, and like obviously I was like I lived in Lived in London for a while, and lived in <coughs> lived in um, the States for a while. Actually, it, it, there was there was something showed up on the Facebook feed there with Derek getting the the winning goal in the cup final replay against Shells all those years ago. And um, I actually came. Home, I was living in America at the time, and I came home for the uh, for the, the the match. But we had to go back. We had a gig. We were playing in Boston on the night of the final. So right. we, we were based. We, we were based in New York. Yeah. I missed the replay, so we were right. uh, we were driving up I ninety five or whatever. So I had to, I I was trying to figure out, you know, extra time and that, and I made the lads stop the van and um, 
popped into a service station. But everyone I rang to try to get the result off was a. Uh, was actually up the match. <laughs> so I was like, all I, all I was doing was talking to like fellas' mams and stuff. Like, <laughs> let me have a look. It took me about six, six or seven phone calls to get the result. And it was like, they won. In the end, they won 1 0. So I was like, did a little dance on the, the forecourt of the, um, of the petrol like, station. And and back, way, back into the van and, and up the road, yeah. And you know the way, like today, you'd be giving out about like Wi Fi or even not 4G or phone receptions, but you couldn't get the teletext totally. over it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. The airtel. How times have changed. So. Big time. I suppose, actually, what we yeah. normally ask people who come on is how they got into football and, you know, how they started playing. How, what was your first experience of football as a fan? Um, it was like I would have I remembered. Very, very, very um, hazy memories of the '74 World Cup. I kind of, I was, I mean, I was, on, I would have only been about six or seven at the time, but um, like, I don't remember the actual game, but I remember like the grown-ups thinking that this was very important. So I remember, remember being sat, sat, especially for the, the the Dutch games. I suppose it was, you know, like having having gone back and read about like that '74 Dutch team, like total football and that. Um, so I didn't 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 quite know what was going on, but I but I remember it being very important to the grown-ups. So I kind of have a, a fairly vivid mem- memory then of the '78 World Cup, and in be- and in between, kind of getting into English league football and stuff like that. And uh, it, it it it's weird. That, like for some reason, when I when I was that age, I mean, it sounds strange, you know, but I never I never figured out that. My dad bringing me to, to Cork Celtic games, or my uncle bringing me to Cork Hibs games on the on alternate Sundays. I I never figured out that football down the cross or down the lodge was the same as football in England. Yeah. I, I just it, it never registered. Really. <laughs> so I thought it was a completely different world. And and um, th- then you start to you you just start playing in in, in the street with your with your pals, and then start moving on to moving on to the clubs like but I mean I was never I, I was always one of these kids like I just didn't want to get picked last so once I got picked second last I was happy that was a big victory <laughs> for me you know what I mean and what, and what clubs Ash would have been like would have been your growing up with what, well, what um, clubs I, did you play I, with um, I, I played for Mayfield for a while and then um, I, I, I had a few games few few uh, few games with um, Casement I mean, sitting on the bench and coming on for like two minutes at the end. Like, opposition, um, opposition, actually. Then, I, I actually don't remember just so long ago. I, I think I used to, I used to get, get told go up front, you know, just, just so they wouldn't cause any, any yeah, mayhem. Like, and, then, and then, yeah, yeah. We, moved out to, um, we moved out to Bishopstown then when I was about nine or ten and kind of started playing with Glasheen and... And I, I think I think I played a couple. But never, ne, never played with the school. We were at Bishopstown Community School, and I and I was okay at um, I was uh in goal for the Bishopstown GEA, so ended up oh, kind of being a goalkeeper for a few years. But then, like fellas, you know, around me started shooting up, and you can't really have a five foot nine goalkeeper. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was that, that was it, and then kind of. The, the, discovered you know it's like if, if i wanted to do anything i should probably move into music so i did like so the, the kind of the organized sport 
the organized sports stuff. <laughs> are, you say, are you saying, thank God, Derry, for, for the, the way, music the, or the soccer? <laughs> the soccer. For, the, for the music, Dennis. Imagine not having the Frank and Walters. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was uh, the, the whole thing with sport, especially like any any, any sport. I mean, I'd, I'd watch any sport, you know, like be it biathlon or kabaddi or anything at all, which is, I mean, it's crazy now. Like, there's, there's nothing on... TV to watch at all. It's, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm going, going. In fact, yesterday was it yesterday or sun, Sunday, which was yesterday. Yeah. The um, I ended up watching. Um, there was a, a program on BBC Two about the 1968 Rugby League Challenge Cup final, uh, which, which was the Splashdown it. final, and I watched the whole thing. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would, I would actually, I would literally watch anything. But uh, it's the, the drama of it, you know. And and is, the other thing is the the unscripted nature of sport is, is, is what appeals to me like anything can happen and in the in this day and age where like they want the top two teams to get to the final uh, but it still doesn't happen because it's it's unscripted and anything can happen and that's why that's why I just love watching it and I, you know be it on tv be it live obviously live is even better apart from rugby I always find rugby you're better watching on tv than being yeah, there for some yeah. reason I, I, I don't that. know but my, but the replays, I think sometimes you don't know what happens, so it's handy yeah. to have someone explaining yeah. it for you. Yeah. <laughs> he's, exactly. out, he's outside. The, the ball is going to say, the ball is outside. <laughs> so, but, um, we, but we, yeah. we, were always, we were always told that, you know, that the fans and the, the people there supporting us, that it means as much to them as it does for us, right? So, yeah. we'd say yeah. cup finals, thankfully a lot of us were involved in cup finals and winning leagues, etc., etc. But is it really as enjoyable for the fans because the players when you're in it sometimes after I remember we won the league in 2005 and we went back to Drosham Park and I think at one yeah. thing I was physically drained Complete. I know well I know we were about four hours in the shed after it as well do you know what I mean but yeah, like, yeah. we went back and I was physically drained I could not enjoy it you know now I enjoyed it yeah. subsequent nights after that but for a fan is, it, is, is that excitement there as well Oh, it is, and and you like there's, I I think, like that, like I'm still celebrating 2005, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. <laughs> but but it's just it's just that, it's that that memory that 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 you know that 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 buzz that, you know it's a, it's a great memory to have, and it's, I think with, with me the reason 2005 like was was there was so much relief after because. Like in the um, what was it? The one like you know coming down to the last game and whoever won won the league kind of thing, which which had happened a, a good few years earlier, around maybe ninety one against Dundalk and Dundalk came down and beat us one nil, and like that was that, you know there's like like this there's three or four kind of sporting defeats that I still get a like a, a bit a bit of a pain in my soul over and what one is that um you know. When Vim Kieft like scored against Ireland with that top spin yeah, header in eighty eight, it's terrible. It's still there. Yeah. It, 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 it still catches me. Like, but the other, like that Dundalk defeat was like, oh, it was awful, terrible. And another one is like losing the balls in the the FA Cup final, which was I t- I think ninety two. But then there's the victories then stay with you so much as well. And I mean, two thousand and five was one of them where like you couldn't have scripted it. Like it was last night of the shed, you know. Whoever won was walking away with the with the league. In fact, it, was it did Derry just need to draw 
Sure. That was yeah. it. Yeah. So we, we were lucky yeah. that time yeah. that we we had Derry bang, banging the drum on the way out of the door, and you know that whole yeah. night, just or even that week, Hoggy, you know, yeah. I, that the whole week just went to plan, didn't it? As such, you know, we yeah. And luckily, we were that point behind that that point behind when we had a single focus, and that was it. Win, you know. Yeah. Do Do you yeah. remember how when we were up in um up I think it was the start first game of the season up at Finharps, we were up in Bundorn. And it was it was it was the very first game I think, and you and me, Hogs, we were all walking on a, a team walk there up by the cliffs by the beach, and yeah. we, we both, there was a weird feeling, wasn't there? There was a weird togetherness or vibe about that squad that, yeah. that we both turned around to each other and we kind of said something's going to happen here, like you know, we we both yeah. felt it here. I remember, and you kept that memory. You said it at the end of the season, you know that. Do you remember at this, the very first? day that we met up we kind of knew something special was going to happen mm-hmm. and I wonder actually like you know you say sport is unscripted or whatever um, but like I remember going to a gig of yours saying in Whelan's now and obviously you know what you're going to play and all that but surely you can't know how well the gig is going to go or do you know oh, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Um, but you, do you have particular like that gig was unbelievable in Whelan's right that night um, which I remember right as a fan and it like on Dennis's points, like uh, you must have been exhausted, but I was exhausted from from the whole experience with dancing around to you as well. Yeah, yeah. You must have some ups and downs as well, do you? As part as a as a band, really? Oh, totally. It 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 it, it like that. You know, like like the, the 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 adrenaline you you get the adrenaline rush you get from like nailing a song and the audience and the band just be being in sync at that moment in time. It mu- it must be similar to banging in a goal or you know and clearing it off the line or something because it's just it's just like everything everything we've practiced for comes together everything you've trained for comes together like they're quite close now like I've I've spoken to to football players over the years and and even All-Ireland winners and stuff and it's it's like you know hurlers and that and it's like there seems to be a a kind of a similar thing in it you know it's just it's I, I think the, the the big thing the, the big thing w- w- with music is that um, if you if you if you're too if you're too slick, it, it falls off the cliff the other way. Okay. Whereas I don't know I don't know is that true of sport? I think sport, you're the, the better prepared and the better practiced you are, the better you'll perform. But I think music is a weird one in that it's like it, like I, we've done gigs where the audience would think it's been perfect and it's probably been as perfect as as we play it but we don't get to rush about, off it because you know it's the, the the best the best time when you're on stage is when everything can fall apart at any minute yet this doesn't it's that little on the edge on the edge moment and pulling it out of the fire there's no better there's no better feeling yeah. of pulling exactly a gig or a game out of the fire it's brilliant you know but I'd say the venue helps it that too, Ash. Does it do, like you get a vibe from the crowd? Does everything start walking yeah. off each other? Depending on what, what kind of energy the crowd is bringing or what, what energy the, the venue is creating in the crowd, that transfers, I, well, from watching Yee playing and other bands playing, that seems to have a big effect um, for music. To- totally, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, ve- the venue's everything, you know, and, and it's like, you know, it, it's, it, it's weird, and I've had, I've had conversations with, 
with like theater designers about this and it, ma it makes no sense but like it's some venues have a magic and some don't and there's not there's nothing you can do about it like Wheelands, <laughs> you know is yeah. one of them places it, it's just got a, it's just got some sort of magic in there like sir henry's had it some venues have it and some don't and w when everything when everything clicks it's just you know it's going to be it's going to be a magic night and that's you know, it's, uh, you must uh, go with it because you can't, you can't fight it. So. Yeah. And Ash, with the with the uniforms, is that like he brought in the uniforms? He, he threw, he had different ones for a while, and then you got rid of them, didn't you? And then you brought back yeah. the orange ones you're wearing lately. But is that a yeah. is that a conscious decision to try and get into the zone and to try and even yeah yeah nearly use football or sport as as a type of yeah. uh, of practice for that, like to to get in the right frame of mind and know that you totally. you have to be on it. Yeah, it's like you, you're a team, and I mean that you know one of the one of the easiest ways to identify it as a team is that if you're all wearing the same thing, and it it, it totally works. And it like like we you know it's happened us a few times over the last, like I mean we're back wearing the uniforms maybe the last like ten years now, and I mean there was a period where we just turned up in our own clothes, and, and it just wasn't the same. We couldn't we couldn't figure it out. We didn't want to go back to the uniforms because it seemed like you know like just a bit wacky or you know we get too old for all that kind of stuff and um but when we went back to it it just felt so right and then we just we just carried on it's it like it's kind of you know no matter what sort of day you're having it's like we all have kind of outside jobs and families and that but it's like the minute you put on the gear you're part mm -hmm. of the team and you go out there and it's it, it makes it easier to perform you know so yeah and Ash, what made you what made you because <laughs> you say you're in the goal because football wasn't great outfield. <laughs> Doing the drums is definitely one of the one of the hardest parts of a band, I would think. Anyway, you know. So what made you what made you go down that route? It was just you can't sing. I don't know. I was, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I definitely can't sing anyway. But it was um, it was just I was always like as a kid, I was just always tapping things. You know, like I used to have me me mum's wooden spoons and the upturned biscuit tins and. You know, and it was, it just seemed, you know, when, I guess every, everyone, everyone does it when you're in school, when you're like 14 or 15 and someone has a great idea for them in a band, it was like, okay, I'll get a drum set and, and that was it. And it just like, even when I, the first time I sat down behind the drum kit, I, I sort of knew what to do. I mean, it was still sounding crap, but I, I kind of knew what to do. And I, I, I don't know why it just from you know watching top of the pops growing up or whatever and you just see drummers and you you're kind of trying to figure out what they do but obviously you know you, you can't you can't tell exactly what they're doing but i sort of just started building up quite quickly and was able was able to play along even though we we're all at the same level which was like a minus level <laughs> shocking <laughs> obviously but it was like but you, you know, knew you could get good at it i'd say ash did you, you knew you had you had yeah. something there that you were going yeah, to master yeah. it and yeah, and it was great. It was great as the fact that we were all at the same level because we all kind of came up, you know, by degrees together. You know, which was okay. which was grand. And come like, on, skipping not, forward I, I to said, that, Ashton, when oh, you got yeah, to the, yeah. the top of the pops, when you were saying there that, like that was a dream. Watch, you must have been when you got the news. How did you? How did the news come to you that you were going on top of the pops? Can you remember? That was early nineties, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, like that's probably just, like us streaming of of scoring goals and finals. Yeah, playing for yeah. Ireland. You know, yeah, on top of the pops it, back then is a is a, you can't compare it to today's world. Yeah, it was it was just fucked out of cock and brought over there, like you know, next to Paul yeah. McCartney's dressing room. It's a pretty huge I know, jump. It was, nuts. it was nuts, but it was just a phone call from the BBC saying, you know, your your single is charted quite high. Would you would you like to come on top of the pops? And it was like, yeah, 
That was absolutely So, so, but it was. I mean, it was amazing. That's kind of that. That was, you know, that was that was the dream. And I, it's very hard to explain top of the pops to people these mm. days, you know, because like it, it just meant so much. Like, to, to if if you were a kid growing up. It was like that. That was it. That was your one dose of 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 music. That was your, that was your YouTube, Spotify, <laughs> yeah. Twitter. That was everything rolled into one. Like that. That half hour. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Just on the, the football. So Ash, again, comparing it to the music. Like obviously, we started off with schoolboy clubs. You know, you get a call going to a semi-professional or professional. Then you know, and you're working your way up the ladder. Is it quite similar? In music as well, you're constantly kind of working your way up the ladder, and yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like it's you know you you start off doing 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 support gigs for for kind of bands who are more experienced than you and have a bit of a following, and um just you know once you build up a, a following, then you start doing doing small venues yourself, and you kind of go up the like most most cities will have you know a kind of a you know, a 60, 70, 80 capacity venue and then it'll move up to 200, 300 and, you know, so it's, it's, it's trying to, trying to move up that gig ladder in, in every city you can visit basically. And, you know, getting the, getting the sounds up there, getting played on the radio, kind of having a professional enough sounding song or CD to, to, to get radio play. Um, and then, Building it up like that, and haven't then having enough songs to release an album, trying to sell as many, touring it and that it's it's just, you know, you're trying to go, you're you're trying to just go up the ladder all the time, you know. And then when you when you get get to a rung that you're kind of quite comfortable at, like I mean, we always knew we, were, you know, we were never going to be at Madonna's level or whoever, <laughs> but I don't know why Madonna came in for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, but like we were kind of happy where we were at that kind of, you know, alternative music kind of a thousand capacity venues or whatever. Um, trying to stay there as long as you can to try and make a living, you know. And it, like, I, I suppose, like with us, like, when, I mean, music changed a, a lot with, with us. Like back then you needed a, a record label. These days you, you don't really need a record label, you know. So there's a lot, there's been a lot of change, but, but, but it's still essentially just you know trying to get up the ladder and when you kind of get to the top or where, where you feel you should be trying to stay there as long as you can and that's that, that, that's pretty much and do you feel, and do you feel I, that the, I, I was watching last pod, uh, podcast with with dominic and, and dave and dominic was saying that nowadays there's players from all over the world yeah. you know with with you you there's players everywhere and uh, what you call it, it's very hard to make it in back when he was going on to us that that era you know ultimately it was Ireland England a bit of bit of Europe whereas yeah. for was it a music industry now because you built your way up and and you got to a level do you do you feel that nowadays somebody can just be in it an instant hit and then they're forgotten about two minutes later because there's too many of them around yeah I, I mean it is it it's the the kind of the way it turns over these days is, is 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 very tough. There are there are acts that get up there quite quick, but they're they're back down and kind of unheard of, um, quite quick as well. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just I, I suppose it's the nature of 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 the, of the way social media has kind of taken over and the download. Do you believe because you culture. grew slowly and you kind of gathered a following and a following and a following and a following, it's harder for you to fall 
then acts that literally get woe overnight. Maybe, maybe so. I kind of hadn't thought about it, but it does make sense, you know. And um, you know, I mean, the other thing is 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 sticking at it. I mean, there's like mm. we we did a thirty year gig last year. I mean, there's very few bands out there. I'd say after stuck, you two stuck in this country, I'd say, I'd say you two. Yeah. You're next. Like it's you're probably the biggest band after them. At staying constantly playing for that long, Ash. I, I know there's bands probably, that yeah. got back together and stuff, but like as as big bands go, like you're probably just after them, aren't you? In the country, like so that's just short I, I suppose, like, I suppose yeah, yeah, Definitely. yeah. I mean, how about how about managers? Ashley, do you, did you have mm. managers along the way? Like, managers would play a big part in our, our world and, yeah. and agents as well. But would you have had managers you self manage, or and if you had managers, did they, did they play? A different role, like are they? Did you get on with them? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. you see, by looking at his face, that's a tough one. He 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 had somebody in his mind's eye when he said that. <laughs> I don't know anything. Genuinely, that that that's an interesting one. That's something I would have never thought thought about before. But it, it it's totally true. And like a manager, a manager can make and make or break a band. You know. Um, we, like we did, we did have managers over the years, like like some some good and some bad, and we got like very good advice off some and very bad advice, and also it, the, the old kind of A and R man who would have been your artist and repertoire representative at the at the label who'd kind of guide you. Right. Um, I suppose I suppose from um from um an artistic point of view, uh, but again you get you get good ones and bad ones. Um, same as same as the, the the world of sport, I suppose you know. But now, like we're 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 kind of we're self managed these days, so we're we're kind of player managers at the moment. We've all exactly. We've we've all got I got a bit of advice that we would have kind of remembered through the years under nines, tens, twelves, and yeah. you know might have dropped in five years later, ten years later. The same as. That I presume in a band, you go, bloody hell! I remember that I happened, and I remember I did that, and and then eventually it just starts coming together, does it? Yeah, I I suppose. Yeah, what, like one, one of the um one of one of the, one of the, be, the best pieces of a, of a advice like we ever got was 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 from um a, a fellow musician actually just that that uh um just like whatever whatever you put out to the public it it it, it was you know make make sure you've told the truth. So like what he was essentially saying was that only write about what you know, you know, um, like don't, you know, don't write about, you know, like driving Lamborghinis down Sunset Boulevard if you've never owned a Lamborghini and you've never been to Los Angeles. So, Whatever about you, Ash, I couldn't picture Paul in a Lamborghini. No, definitely not. What about a higher stone Patrick Street? That'd be all right, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that'd be more fitting. Well, that would be fine. Like we we knew about high aces and Patrick Street, so that, that would be fine. But it, but it, but it was so true, you know. Just and I, I mean, like, that, I mean, that probably goes for sports people as well, because you know, obviously, the rewards in sport can be can be so big. And if if you know, sometimes you'd look at like, especially in the UK, like the professionals and. Some professionals like they're it, it just goes so bling and goes so to their heads and like mm. it's like the tattoos on the inside of their eyelids and the, the thing is just it just it just goes mad. I, I, you, you'd be you'd be wondering like what are these guys when they give up the game? What are they going to do? Like what are they going to become? It's um, I mean and and like for every David Beckham who obviously has his 
you know, his his Empire. head screwed on right. There's like there's plenty of others who don't um who who don't kind of you know work well and you know one wants to. I mean that that actually that's probably a, a question for, for for yourselves. Like you know once once you do kind of like hang up the boots, or that must be really tough, is it? You you make a podcast more. Yeah, <laughs> TV's the answer to that. <laughs> more more for like the retirement. You can get a like the retirement home, the retirement home for ex-footballers. <laughs> get a library like Hoggy and Derek and just read all that. <laughs> I read books. I, 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 I think it's it's family kind of kicks in after that. Really, gotcha, you, yeah, you know, yeah. sort of on the road, Ash. You know, it can yeah, kind of yeah. it can be end of hard, and the amount of weddings, funerals, birthday parties, you name it, that we missed. You know, that you kind of just get back into those now. That that you, so family kind of becomes a bit more. A part of your world than it did before because ultimately you were you were gone and doing whatever you were so yeah. it takes a while to adjust to that because ultimately you're nearly a 21 year old still in a 35 year old body sometimes you know because you still yeah. want to be out yeah. playing and doing stuff and and, and and doing what you used to do but you can't do family and, and commitments at home so there is a big mind adjustment and i think that's why some footballers find it very hard when they are when they do come off the, the 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 back of a retirement they don't have something to look forward to and they just stop and finish I think that could be quite yeah. tough, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me, Ash, I was I was in a position where, like, I was only twenty eight retiring, so I was either give up the job or give up soccer. So for me, I was kind of nearly forced into it. So I was forced yeah. into making a decision. So it was, it kind of just happened, and then I went watching your gigs for a few years and stuff like that until the until the kids came along. So yeah, no, is, it is. is, that, it is, is that, that all you were twenty eight? Yeah, I was twenty eight. Yeah, when I retired, that's, that's when like it was gone full. The league was gone full time, you know. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was only about a year or two later when when things when City hit the wall, really, you know. Yeah, yeah. God, Bobby, you had your head screwed on, really. You were kind of studying during football and stuff. And did you get any advice in that way, or did you just do it off your own back or what? Or, um, I suppose my father was big into education, to be honest. So I wouldn't have gotten away with um not doing school and not going to college if you know he wouldn't have had it, really. Um, but. I enjoyed it. I suppose when we went full time, I was lucky. I was able to do both. Then, like, I mean, getting getting a bit of a wage for Cork City and and going to college at the same time was like a dream for me. You know, um, going to best of all worlds. The best of all, it was brilliant. Like, um, and full time to an extent didn't amount to the same. Um, I don't know what height is that almost because it was more serious and. You know, it was great and we got better and all that on the pitch, obviously. But as a kind of uh, way of life, being part-time footballer amongst guys who were able to drink at the weekend and go to college was just unbelievable. Um, but what I was going to say, actually, actually, I wanted to ask you something about um, Ian, Ian Brody. Is it Ian Brody, the guy you went to? Yeah, yeah, to? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, what was he like? He's in the Lightning Seeds and he, wasn't he the guy with the, the song Football's Coming Home and all that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he, yeah, he's. I mean, he's a massive, uh, massive Liverpool FC fan. Like huge fan. Is he absolutely okay. huge fan? Yeah, yeah. He's see, like season ticket holder since he was. I remember he, he was telling us. I think for his eighth birthday, he got a season ticket, and has has had it ever since. And he'd be probably he must be just hitting sixty around now. But um, yeah, we'd still keep in touch with him. But you know, brilliant producer. He would have worked with like a lot of our favorite bands, like. Echo and the Bunnymen and you know people like that when when we were kind of getting into music and then to, to get a chance to work with him um on a few things including 
our, our biggest single after all and, was great. But um, and he, and did, he did a lot of work for her. Did you go over to well, we were we were living in London at the time, and um, there was a he was he was running a studio up in Liverpool, and he heard he heard a song that we had released that was on our first album, but it was uh, it was it, the song was after all, but the way the way it was recorded, it was very kind of low low key and downbeat, right. and he just heard something in the song that he he, he did that, 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 that he that he liked and um. But but at the at the same time, um, our manager, um, got in touch with him just just to say, would you work with the lads someday? And he said, well, I, I'd actually love to work on that song, um. So which was which was a strange one because it was already recorded and and we went up and we listened to his ideas and kind of fooled around with a, with a few of the things that he was saying and. Like so, like if you ever if you ever played the two versions back to back, the like the Ian Brody version is just like a, a a monster of a pop song, whereas the other one is kind of like a, a nice little ditty, okay. you know. They're just they're they're worlds apart. Yeah. I mean, both both of them the have their own particular charm, but but his like his version that he did, like even like I you still hear it on the radio today, and I mean that was recorded in nineteen ninety two, like which is what what twenty twenty eight years ago, and like it it's still sounds as if it was recorded yesterday what whatever yeah. he brought he brought with it just it, he just made it into this cl- classic sound that's never really gone out of fashion it's 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 weird what he did with it but it it worked and i mean we're we'll always be thankful to him because it's you know it's it's the song that, that's kind of you know whenever we drifted out of people's consciousness and i mean with the you know with the we thought we were you know, kind of like sauntering away into the sunset, and then <laughs> the young offenders happen, and suddenly it's like people want to come for our gigs again, which is mad. But it's just, it's, it's just, it's ups and downs, peaks and troughs, swings and roundabouts. You know, whatever, whatever cliche you want to use, but it's just, it's, it's, and it's, it's pretty much down, to, you know, to, to that song and a few others, which is, which is great. The similarities across is crazy, you know, from managers to the way you get through things and go through things. But again, that little bit of luck as well, you know. Meeting an influential person that... At the, at the right time and yeah. has your best interest at heart yeah. and all of a sudden you just get that little bit of luck and that, that timing is bang on, you know. Of course, yeah. It's all, yeah, it's it's right place, right time, you know. So. And, and actually your hard work is massive as well. Like I, I look at you, like even the venues, you could be... Eight o'clock on a Saturday night in Independence, in front of how many thousand people? And next, you could be playing the smallest venue. Then, like a week yeah. later, it's, it's like you will play any. You, you just work. Yeah. So hard compared to the bands, is am I right there? Yeah, yeah. We, we like it's you know it's it's, it's like we we get such a buzz from playing. You know, it's just it's just we don't we don't care where it is like we turn up anywhere like <laughs> so yeah. we we, we love we love it like and, and of, of course like, like all like all trades or professions you 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 get you might get a bit bored of it you just but you just like we always keep coming back to it like we we've never really you know like you know myself and paul are at it now long like we've been in band since we were 14 and you know like every few years we have to chat like, like we're getting old now we should maybe we should and then like you know that goes on for like you know a couple of days like and then we go nah nah 
let's let's go out again let's go out again let's record something else release something <laughs> else tour tour somewhere else you know but these things keep popping up like and it's it's just it's just mad like we've kind of trying to grow grow gracefully it's just it's just not happening <laughs> i'm not letting you so that's good that's good and just that young, that's similarities there again uh, just listen to you speak there like you know you thought you would sail into the sunset or whatever and then what uh, young offenders came on so like how how does the mentality come in there because obviously we dreamed about being professional footballers playing for you know barcelona or manchester united but then you kind of grow up and you know that's kind of out of your reach and you kind of realize your level and stuff like that like how how do you take it in in in, in a band like going going for the years with mentality ups and downs and you i, I think it's like like when you're when you're younger you, you you're kind of worried about that and you know you're worried about meeting other bands and you know not being kind of as cool as other bands and that but i think when you just kind of cop yourself on in your kind of late 20s and you you just you just do it for you you know um i mean i must i must say i've always been like you know like i've met you know big rock stars or pop stars or whatever but i, I get more nervous meeting footballers to be honest like, <laughs> i mean like 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 that time like we would have met paul mccartney who was like obviously one of the biggest pop stars in the world ever on when we did top of the pops but like I got more nervous meeting John Caulfield when it's like we, we, we were we, we were playing um we, we were playing com, com, com that's definitely away. the headline out of this anyway I still have the headline I know we were more <laughs> nervous with John <laughs> we, we, we were we were playing Combran away and we went up to the game up in up in Wales and the, the European Cup it was that it was that run which we ended up getting knocked out against Galatasaray and um, I remember we went down to the ground to have a look and see could you buy tickets and stuff. And it, it's kind of the, the team obviously had arrived. And John Caulfield came around the corner. Like was, like we were more nervous saying hi to him than we were meeting Paul McCartney or anything. <laughs> you know. So it was uh, yeah. I think because you're just so used to your own kind of surroundings. Like it's probably when when carpenters meet electricians, they're a bit like, oh god, he's not an electrician. <laughs> 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 no, but that's true. Or not, no. But then when he meets a plumber, oh my god! Especially if the plumber's Davy Barry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just humble. as as a fan, Ash, what what is it about a player that? Just you specifically, when you're watching a game, obviously atmosphere and stuff like that, but what is it that does it feel about a player on a pitch? What what's he do right? What's he what's he do to get engage you really? It's the it's the it's players that give their all and that that are out there and giving their all. Like they're like they'll they'll stick their head in front of a of a boot or like they'll they'll just they'll run till they drop. They're they're the players that I've always like, you know, you, you can get a you know, a fella who can do the tricks, like and do do the the step overs and that. But it's like a fella who like you know throw the hand. That's what that's that's what that's what why I like League of Ireland. You know, it's like and like when I when I was growing up, I was a Chelsea fan, but I haven't been in years because I remember like one time going there. This is a this is a long time ago now, but going into the superstore in Stamford Bridge, and you couldn't get out unless you bought something. And it was, like to to me that's that wasn't football at all. Like you would actually call someone who would then call security and that's escort it. you out of the superstore. So you couldn't get out unless you bought something, basically, unless you looked like a 
a fella who was getting thrown out of the superstore. And I, like I've never been back to Stamford Bridge since, you know. And it's like, it's you know that League of Ireland. It's like, you know, I mean, of course, in League of Ireland, you get your pre bananas too. Like, but there's it's it's guys on the pitch, and they're willing to give everything for the jersey, which is. You know, which is, Isn't there which something huge, special Ash, about huge, like, in, in League of Ireland when lads are there? I suppose they're playing for their career, they're playing for their livelihood, they're playing for yeah. their dream. And I think it, yeah. it's it's that lovely level in League of Ireland, which you'd love to see more people maybe experience it. But it's it's just yeah. that level where fellas are playing for their career. They're still they still have hopes and dreams of putting on the green jersey for Ireland and stuff. And I think you get that, and fellas are willing to empty the tank every match and. It's such yeah. a close knit community with the fans on top, yeah, and you kind of know a lot of the fans, and I, there's a lovely course, kind of a, yeah. a balance there with League of Ireland. There is, there, is. and it's it's like it's you know like we've got you know there's a, a huge amount of huge amount of football fans in the country, but only a tiny percentage of them go and watch our own league. Like it's it's a it's a crazy situation, and it has to be addressed. And I mean, you know, maybe maybe having. Stephen Kenny, like, wouldn't be the biggest Stephen Kenny fan now, like with the Dundalk connection. And that. But, uh, but still, you know, like maybe there's something in that 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 will, you know, I mean, you know, he's he he's managed to make it to the top of the rung into international management from the League of Ireland. So, you know, maybe that's and you look at that Jack Byrne and Jack, and Jack yeah, Byrne maybe yeah, playing next exactly, next yeah, year yeah. under Stephen playing in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what would your what would your hopes say for the league be? Ash, you know what I mean? Like we were talking about that. I suppose those League of Ireland players that are playing for their livelihood and trying to get up that ladder, like we talked about. Like, what would your wish? What would you like to see the League of Ireland as? Like, what kind of a level? You don't want to go on like the Premier League. We never want to see that in twenty years' time. It, that's just that's just too far the other way, isn't it? It's yeah, it, totally. But but I mean, like, and I guess like if a Premier League team comes in, of of course. The, the kid has to go. It ha- you have to like. There's no, but but like I'd love I'd love to see the day when, you know, e- even Championship level you'd have to go. Scottish Premiership you'd probably have to go. But I'd love to see the days when kids start turning down kind of the the League One and League Two or Scottish First Division stuff and going like, I'm better off here. Like I can, you know. But that that, that I, looks like it's starting to happen with Dundalk it, even yeah, it, Rovers it, at the moment. It it does it does and and like ho- hopefully ho- I think if if that you know if 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 that can keep going and you know maybe maybe in ten years time guys won't be so worried about going to the championship either if if you got to that mm-hmm. level you'd be it would be amazing you know well, so, especially it, with the but, new uh, setup in the FAI hopefully that that's looking good the sounds out of that seem yeah. good at the moment yeah yeah hopefully, isn't hopefully it, it's you know. a double edged sword it's like everything does it's it's, it's, it's always on to money. No matter what way the wind blows, yeah. it's down to money and finances. And you know, yeah. Cork City being the, the top of the three, six, seven thousand people when we were playing, the shed was <laughs> in theory there were seven thousand, but it was probably fifteen thousand at last night at the yeah. shed. You know, it was just yeah. it was just unbelievable. And then you go right down to a thousand, two thousand. You see Shamrock Rovers up there getting down. Like to get that level uh, playing field for everybody, I think the FBI has to start having more of a of an influence in that, which I think they will do under the new regime. I do believe that, especially with Stephen being head of the of the posse you now, world manager. But you yeah. can't have teams going up and down like that. It it just doesn't it doesn't keep any bit of momentum in terms of yeah, I'll go to them and then you build your history slowly but surely. Yeah, totally, totally. And hopefully, hopefully, Niall Quinn has kind of some sort of plan in his in his back pocket that that he he. I mean, 
now isn't the time to, to be rolling it out, but you know, maybe get get one or two years down the line and we'll mm-hmm. see. I mean, I mean it has it, it has it has to change, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So hopefully hopefully it will. And I mean there's there's enough. Like even you know, there's just just so many clubs in the in the country, so many good clubs. And I mean it's actually great to see Colin O'Brien doing well with the mm-hmm. the young yeah. lads as well. I mean that that's yeah, amazing, definitely. you know. So Colin's gone was very good, but infrastructure as well, though. And thankfully, you know, Abbottstown is 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 definitely starting to lead the, the way forward. There, some of the infrastructure up there is superb. You know, uh, well, Dublin I, is getting very strong, but it's infrastructure as you come outside the the capitalist is not still good enough to attract yeah, more yeah, yeah. people there. You know, even the yeah. dock as champions, you know, the, the ground still has an awful lot way long way to go to being a decent ground. You know, totally. Yeah. 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 The sound system, across, I'm looking forward to after all being pumped out in a decent sound system, Ash. Be the first thing I'm carrying across <laughs> sound system. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it has been a pleasure to, to go out in games with you playing uh, after all, like because that's been a fixture down there now for maybe the last six or seven years. I don't know if you've noticed that actually before Cork yeah, City. Yeah. Yeah. And like, because it wasn't there when I first started playing. Certainly, Derek was it, oh. and then, so it's, it's so at some stage you became the Cork City tune. Um, I, I think that was after our attempt to do a song. Hoggy, remember Odin, <laughs> Odin Red FM? Dolan, we we, yeah, we yeah. tried to do a song. I did the Banks, was it? And they tried to roll it out, and eventually that was. <laughs> they said we leave it to the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> but I think something that Ashley mentioned earlier. I know you were mentioning it in terms of when you were four, like, and the disconnect between, you know. The game you're watching in in Flower Lodge versus over, uh, you know, abroad. But I think actually the disconnect is still there for like 25, 26 year olds in Ireland and their soccer between our League of Ireland and the broader game. And I think that's what needs to change. And I think with Stephen Kenny, who, who Derek won a league under, um, coming in um, now, they're going to see like there is a link between the global game, which they all support. And this game down the road that they they haven't looked at yet really like so hopefully hopefully things are moving in the right direction there. Quite yeah. boring bit there, lads. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, Ash, that, Ash, was, what age were you? What age were you, Ash, when you when City started eighty four? So we well, t- what were you, uh, what were you? eighty four. So I'm sixty seven. So eighty four. It was uh, sixty seven from eighty four. Anyone good at maths? So Ash, was it love at first sight with Cork City or was there a bit of a bedding in time when you know because there was no club for a while and you were used to Hibs and Celtic kind of that would have been before so I wouldn't have known much about it. Like the Celtic and Hibs, you know. So I'm just wondering, what way was it when they started off? When City started, I, I think it was when when it moved to the cross. It, it kind of like the like the the lads. There was very there was very few people going down in the early days, and it was, you know, it was very, very kind of haphazard. And there'd be there'd be there'd be players in for for a while. You'd just be getting to know the players, and then the, it would it would kind of change around. There was there was I suppose. There was a couple of English lads. I mean, was it Stuart Ashton would have been there at that stage? Yeah. But he, I mean, he's still, yeah. still in yeah. Cork, obviously. Great but um, there, there was um, the yeah, it, it was. I suppose it was just it was just great to have have. A, I remember I was in I was in the, the navy at the time, so I was I was kind of getting to all the games I could. Um, 
but again it was it was very kind of haphazard and uh it was but when they moved i i i'm presuming it was the second season they moved back to Turner's cross or i don't i don't remember fully but i think it was when they moved back to the cross where it started getting 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 good and then it was like when they won the league cup against um they beat Shamrock Rovers in the league the final of the league cup it was on a wednesday afternoon i think um, mm-hmm. down in the cross that was jeez was that eight, was that 89 or something um and i think from then things really kind of like if it, it, it felt like like a lot of the lads that i was going you know to the game with they'd be like maybe like seven or eight of us and we met other groups of you know seven or eight lads all around the same age and then it kind of it started to feel like our club whereas you know hibs and celtic were my dad's and my uncle's club and it was, this, this was actually our club and we were there at the start and then we started organising buses and going to away games and you know and the uh, suddenly y- y- you had something to look forward to you were you would the uh, like the, ho- the the home games on the on the Sundays and the, well I suppose all the football was on the Sundays <laughs> Sunday at that stage but um, it suddenly felt like your club and then go, you know going up and there was more people travelling and suddenly I remember, I think it was 1990. There was a in a way, way match against St. Pat's up in Inchicore, and um, I remember City fans outnumbering the Pat's fans, which was which was was mad. Like it was just one of the one of the mm-hmm. best away days ever. And then you know it just just grew from there. Missed missed out on the league um, against Dundalk that year, but I think it was two years later when when we won it and that bizarre kind of playoff thing. <sighs> That happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we won it, won it at the RDS of all places. Like, oh, can we so, do an RDS? But, uh, great, great ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, fast forward, then fast forward Sorry, 20 no. odd years later when, when the club nearly went, when Forrest came in. Like, you must have been, like, for people like you over there from the start, it must have been a tough time watching that, that unfold. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just it, it. It was. I mean, I suppose you you had you had a similar thing with you know with 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 Bishopstown when the club moved out there, which was, you know, it always felt like a, a, a strange move. We were kind of moving Cork football away from its traditional home and that, and you know, kind of things nearly went to the wall then. And then you know, fin- finally did a few years later it was it was mm-hmm. awful. But I mean, you know, it was it was. I mean, the comeback was unbelievable like you know beating Sh- yeah that's that, that that day was like that was unreal like so you know mm-hmm. it, it, i suppose the, the um you you got that the, the second golden age or whatever the third golden age or whatever uh, out, out of that as well yeah. so you know even though it wasn't great at the time you know and i think like like they'll always be like cork city will always be there you, you know it'll it it might be boom and bust, which is very frustrating. But you know, you can see even like with with Neil Fenn. You know, no, I haven't been to a lot of matches. To be honest, I mean, Friday night is probably the worst night for me. It's like you know, not to sound like an old codger, like but I'd love to go back to the Sunday. Oh, the second Sunday. Anna, second to Sunday, two o'clock matches were brilliant. Yes, yeah, they were great. Oh, great. I loved them. But um, the uh, yeah, like I, I mean, I. Like what he did with Longford was was great. Like he seems to have the right attitude and the, the right philosophy about football. Anyway, so it's just ho- hopefully he can get. It. I suppose. I mean, it, you know, the mid table this season will be great, and then just build from there. You, I mean, 
the population is there, people will come out if it's if they think it's worth it. Then. But that, that's that's the interesting one. Uh, you talk about population and you know the bandwagon and the crowds coming up and crowds coming down. When yeah. when Cork City was when, when they became in eighty four, where did where did the twenty thousand games in Cork Celtic? Where did the twenty on either side go? And then you ended up having a thousand people at a city game. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think people just got disillusioned. It was. It was like when I went. I went to. Um. It was like Cork, Cork Alberts, and then it became Cork United, and it was just everything was being kind of, kind of diluted all the time, and it was, you know, people just kind of were thinking that this Cork City thing was, you know, going to be another flash in the pan. They'd, they'd get halfway through the season, it would be wound up again, and. You know, and uh, but l- l- luckily it didn't. It's still there all, all these all these years later. But uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, like Cork, Cork soccer def- definitely does suffer from um from from that. Like when the team is doing well, I mean, you can't get a ticket, and you know when they're not doing well, it's mm. you know no one wants to go. It, it it does suffer us, but you know I suppose everywhere else does as well. You know, it, it it's just one of them things. But, um, European, European nights for us were always were always the best. So trips away or whatever, they were yeah, always the yeah, highlight. Yeah. Are, they, are they the highlight for for you as well, or is the bread and butter of the league still as good? Um, yeah, you, you, European nights are special, all right. Like there's, there's definitely something something about it. I mean, like you know, like that's where you know when I was kind of old enough to want to learn about football, and you know, you were. Like I, I trawl through the sports pages, you know, look at and all these names like Carl Zeisian and Torpedo Moscow and C S C K S K Moscow uh, yeah. Sofia and who was the other? There was another team. I used to always watch over their results. He's always lose. Fram Reykjavik, <laughs> the Icelandic <laughs> team. But, but like you, 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 you'd be going through the the, the paper, especially European nights, you know, and you'd see. You know, you you go down through the road res, results, and you have Magdeburg getting beaten by, you know, some Bulgarian team or whatever, and then like, you get an asterisk someone, and and it would be like, you know, four four on aggregate, such and such got showing away goals, and that was like magic. You were like, oh my god, another thing <laughs> that I that I've just learned about the away goal rule, and <laughs> the asterisk, like the asterisk means so much. <laughs> And then suddenly to have your club competing, you know, in like years later to have your hometown club competing in Europe is just like it's just magical. Like it's you know you, you never thought that a club from Cork would have an asterisk next to their their name. Like yes, <laughs> wait, wait. that time after Combran it was like three two away and two one in the cross, and it was like you know asterisk four four Cork City got through on away goals, and it was just like, yes, I can I can give up now. <laughs> <laughs> it's on full circle. I have, I have, I, I've, I've seen it four times. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so it was like, yeah, Europe, Europe is definitely special. Like, and it, and it does. I, I think it, it did, it does generate a different atmosphere. Even the home games, you know, there's, there's this, there's an exoticness <laughs> or something yeah. that you don't get. You know when you're when you're playing Finn Harps or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the, the weather, location, there were a lot to do with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's opinion is their own on this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one of the one of the one of the most picturesque airports in the in the country or in the world, even would take it. But I remember we played Nantes, and we had the what what was, there was stickers on the seats. How you might know that one one nil. We were playing Nantes. 
Yeah. And I love your uh, pronunciation, Dennis. Well, <laughs> would you like to say a little bit more French? <laughs> well, there was there was stickers on the seats like two nil because again the away goal, you know. Because oh, yeah, we yeah. had we scored away hogs. Had we had we scored? yeah, Fenny scoring I think. That was it. Was it two one or three one? We were losing at the time. Three three one. Three one. And yeah. we're two nil. There was banners. There were two nil, two nil, yeah. two nil. And Doyler scored. And Doyler scored. Yeah. They put that cross. I never forget it. The pitch was immaculate. The sun was yeah. out. The crowd was there. It was just an unbelievable game, you know. But then, you know, they turned out the Warners and they were just a different level again. But it was quality. Absolutely. The, the buzz around the town for that game was unreal. Yeah. 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 It was. It was unreal. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I just. I just found this there today, Derek. Hey! Oh, hey! Was that the... the was that, we, that, was our, that was our first meet-up. It, it, it was like a blind date. We brought presents for each other all. I know, yeah. I, I think we, I swapped three, three Franks albums for a... Three Franks albums for a jersey. For a, for a Not a jersey. bad deal. I did well. You did well. That was in the snug in the castle, Ash, wasn't it? That's oh, right, Jesus. that's right. And I got I got a red one off you too. Oh there you go. see I was generous. That was that wasn't bad. Number yeah, five, wasn't it? Not that. Yeah. But they they were the mailbags, weren't they, Hoggy Lecox Sporty? The mailbags. Yeah, the mini here. Is there was it two thousand and four and probably ninety nine, I'd say. Derek? Um, because I wore that as well. And when they got wet, geez, they're done by your ankles, like. They were they were the we were only looking at the 98. Um, that's right. My wife said, like the, the 98 Cup final replay, the white jersey. I, I found it in the shed recently, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the kids were yeah, trying yeah. on some of the jersey. It's massive. It was like a dress. There was no fitting back then. Oh, one massive. size fits all. <laughs> you remember the shorts, Dennis? The Lecoq Sporty shorts. Oh, my God almighty. They had pockets in them. Pockets in them. That's because we used to be having the coin around the pitch. Do you remember that? Whoever was left with the coin at the end of the game had to buy around the drinks. So we would have the pockets. You'd be going for a coin and you'd hand the fella a coin. What's that for? But if they got wet, they weighed about two kilos. They were unbelievable. They're done with your ankles. They're literally the worst jersey ever. Actually, were you at the Bayern Munich game, Ashley, out of interest, the home game? No, no, I was in London. I was in London for that. Yeah, yeah. Because we we were living in London, we couldn't get back for it. Was again, that was a Wednesday afternoon job, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was I missed it as well. But they had they had highlights on the on the the BBC European roundup that night. I remember we were oh, we yeah. were living in a way in a in a YMC at the time in London in Wimbledon actually, and uh. Remember booking the TV with like the communal TV, book, book, book the TV to watch the, the highlights of the game. <laughs> like, so, yeah, and they on showed the highlights. Did I remember that on your, on your sport? All right, they showed the the, the two goals. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I do, I do, I do have the program somewhere. All right, someone, someone got it for me and posted it over to me, but uh, it's in kind of the. In a kind of a drawer of memorabilia at home, I think, in my mum's house. <laughs> With all the holly bows, is it, Ash? Yeah. Didn't have all the holly <laughs> <laughs> uh, Derek, sorry, last little bit. You were going to uh, speak about you're looking at uh, setting up a choir to sing at games. <laughs> I'm not looking at setting it up. I said, like, I think it'd be a great. Um, you're going to, you're just, going to, you're going to have some influence on it, I'm sure. Ash. Well, no, it was just, it was just something I was thinking of. I was talking to Ash about it during the week. Yeah. I was just 
I just think that so like first of all the sound system it's not, it's not Cork City like money is so tight and stuff like that but it, it's if you did see money coming into the league it's that kind of stuff you'd like to see happen you know make the, just sort of the, the infrastructure at grounds and stuff like that and try and make the experience as you know when, when you're not top of the league or winning matches and you haven't you don't have your six seven thousand people at the games that you're still getting a decent base out there and I suppose anything you can do to to work on that would be fantastic and I was just thinking maybe people like Ash you know said time we said goodnight or plenty times that if you could do a kind of a like an anthem version of that songs and even people put it out online for people to practice that you just created like our own identity with the songs I know they sing that and it's good when things are going we sing that song that all the clubs sing there's a course it seems to be the anthem now for every club but I'd just love to see if we create a couple of our own Kind of soccer anthems, you know, like with the likes yeah. of some of the Frank songs and, and Murphy with the Sultans of Pin get onto him to do another Cork City fan who's a drummer. I don't know what the story is with drummers yeah. in uh, <laughs> Cork City. Well, I get someone like Murphy to do maybe give him a ball in the air to grass, do you know, things like that. And if you if you could get it where you could, you could, um, orchestrate it, yeah, yeah. orchestra that, that it's like mm. a soccer anthem, you know, yeah, like you yeah. see in Germany. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, like that, the, the yellow wall is so like a, 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 a kind of a, a documentary on YouTube with that, the Borussia Dortmund thing. And it was like they they started in kind of a, you know, like pretty much a youth club. And there was like, you know, 20 or 30 of them. And, you know, they built it up from there. Suddenly it's like the biggest flipping mm. terrace wow. in Europe. And it's like that. That's mm-hmm. where it all came from, from just a a few lads getting together and organizing yeah, stuff yeah. but i mean mm-hmm. the, the german the german stuff is like and and i suppose the eastern european stuff the, the, the ultra stuff is unbelievable like but i mean yeah. there's you know i mean and and it's it's been done to a smaller extent in league of ireland already so it's like it's just tapping into what's there already yeah like, like i think balls are doing balls are doing a good um yeah. Good, a good thing at the moment, but I, they don't have the likes of the Frank and Walters, those fans, and and exactly, the, yeah. Johnny Logan. So surely we can do better than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true, Madonna, yeah. Was Madonna a fan? I actually think Madonna's a fan. <laughs> 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 Derek actually sent what you call it stage of your song, and he, he was showing you on the drums at the end. Of the, I'm telling you. If you no, that was uh, that was funky Cole Medina and the Spiegel ten dash zero seven. Oh, the Spiegel thing was it? <laughs> that was class. <laughs> you know, you did a bit of a solo. It was unreal. The camera so was on. It was oh, unbelievable. And I was saying, if you got a, if you got the goalkeepers in, just give them an hour or two with the drums. You make the reaction so much quicker. It'd be unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, you know? I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I'm actually, I'm actually surprised. Speed, you know? more, I'm surprised more more goalkeepers don't um don't play the drums. Play the drums. Actually, it's like, mm. yeah. The I have a kit set up downstairs now. If if if, if you want to send a McNulty out to me, I'll, I'll give him a. Give him <laughs> nah, a he's gone past it. Now, has gone. He's gone past <laughs> it. <laughs> there you go, goalkeepers. If you uh, if you need any. That's practice. it. Yeah. Ash, a new, a new career. Ash, a new career open up for you. <laughs> but uh, no, listen. It was great to get your input, Ashley, and thanks for coming right. on. And and. No and, problem. No problem at all. Like to to get someone else involved in like a fan and especially the career you've had in music as well and kind of line it up some fascinating points there but uh yeah so look keep keep watching keep putting us out there and keep liking and sharing us and we'll uh we'll do our do our best to bring as much as you can thanks lads we'll do nice one thanks, thanks, thanks. Cheers,